This is the Royal Elephant Podcast, a podcast full of so much value that we had to cut it in half, <laughs> and here's the second half. Yes, yeah, so we were hoping that the last episode was going to be the last one on the values of other companies, but we just ended up recording like an hour of content, and uh, this is bite-sized big tech, so we were forced by public demand to cut it in half. Yeah. So that's my, but without much further ado, let's uh, cut back to previous our previous selves to talk about yeah. future stuff. Yep. Let's begin the time travel. Engage. Anyway, let's move on and with our next uh, our next value, Netflix with We Want to Entertain the World. Hmm. I mean, they want to. Are they going to? Like, I think so. I mean, my first issue with this is that, okay, who's paying the bill? Gaia? Because the world is not a person. So that's an interesting <laughs> one. But I mean, just I, well, I'm thinking about the, uh, the episode beforehand. I was just thinking a lot of the movies I watch these days do come from Netflix. Now, the quality isn't always the best. But at least they they say they want to entertain, which is, I think, a humble position, which is which I like. It's not to say we entertain the world. No, we want to entertain the world. So uh, they're doing good. They're doing pretty good on diversity as well in what they produce uh, in movies and series. So mm. um, no, I kind of, yeah, I, I don't have that many problems with it. I think it's a little bit soft and wishy-washy, just sort of, just we want to so. entertain the world, we do, honest. And just, oh. I, it, it's much broader than what they do. I mean, they're very limited in the ways they try to entertain the world. Why this statement would be, maybe was something they intended. We're not going to be just be doing streaming video. We will do other things as well, which they, as far as I know, don't. Yeah. They've also entertained the uh, developer audience a lot because they have open sourced a lot of their uh, stuff as well and do uh, tech conferences where they discuss. Well, they use it not, not as much these days anymore, I think. I haven't seen a lot of them recently. I, yeah, I, I wonder whether or not, um, I, I have nothing to, to base this kind of supposition on, but I wonder if Quality they've been asked to like step back from doing as much public presenting on what they've been no. working on or how they've been doing or what the problems they've been solving internally because due to competition because i i very rarely see netflix at conferences nowadays and that they used to be rampant across the the tech conferences i some of the best sessions <laughs> were from folks like um spotify uh, Netflix, Yahoo, back in the day, um, nah. uh, Uber. I think it's more of a bottom line thing. I mean, in those days, we're talking about the Hadoop era, to be honest. Netflix was king of the streaming world. Mm. They, had, they had everything. They could spend money on hobby projects, on fun things, things like that. Nowadays, Netflix is having to fight for their share in the ever complicated streaming business uh, i mean i've heard people longing back to the days where you could just get a subscription from a from a broadcasting provider and have all the channels 
that they deemed you should have because today with all of the subscriptions out there i mean i don't do any of those subscriptions because i've given up to be honest uh, but yeah these days they just don't have the, the money to spend on things like that and having people fly around the world to present at conferences again uh, just as you i have no basis whatsoever to say this but i don't think people don't want to it's more of a let's do stuff that doesn't make us go bankrupt first yeah i mean something else that um th this is another one of those kind of trojan horse type companies as well though where like there's the there's the what they want you to see which is the video streaming platform but a, you know a very significant amount of their revenue comes from advertising and uh, it, that's a little bit like their uh, um, sort of their other their other I've topics. Never seen it, Netflix use the data they gather. I mean, they probably do sell it to these uh, data brokers somewhere, but they primarily use, no, they no, use it I, for I mean, their own platform. No, I mean raw advertising, actual advertising, as in products in the series and videos that they produce. Yeah, but that's been gone for a lot. Product placement has been a thing for oh, forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if Hollywood can do it, why wouldn't Netflix be allowed to do it? No, exactly. But like, it's a growing, it's a significantly growing chunk of their revenue. And now that they have um, ad-supported, um, ad-supported plans as well, that's that's only accelerating sort of their ad revenue section. Uh, when you say ad support, you mean that they're going to start showing ads. You're going to get yeah. a cheaper uh, subscription yeah. and you'll get ads on that. Um, it's yeah. actually something that's happening at the moment. I'm kind of looking at it uh, from the outside because, again, I don't subscribe to any of these things. But I think no, it's the end either. of the streaming uh, industry because the moment, the reason people go to streaming sites is because you don't have to watch the ads that on normal public channel broadcast. I mean, in Europe, it's a different situation than in the US, I agree, but still, there's so much ads on normal TV that people get cable, I think it's called in America, or streaming services these days uh, to avoid that. When these guys start putting that in there as well, at that moment, it becomes an expensive uh, solution because you pay more to get Netflix. And you still get the ads. Uh. Yep. You know, I again, I, it it's one of those, it's one of those things that I do think has 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 kind of changed for them. Um, right. It's what it is. The world does. Yep. What the world does. So, yeah. do, we, do we think it fits? As soft and wishy-washy as it is, I I kind of like it. I, I, for me, if if you if you were to, if you wanted to you want to pay for a streaming service, then by and large your your reasons for wanting to do so are that you want. You want to be entertained by the content. Like there are very few other reasons to sign up for such a service. Yeah, my problem is that it's not narrow enough because my local Cineplex has the same model. 
I mean, the world mm-hmm. is a bit big because the, room, the, the, the rooms aren't that big to have the whole world in there. But this could be valid for so many different companies out there. Yeah, it's that's so true. generic that, yeah. I mean, yeah, it fits, but it could fit Games so much. Games developers, yeah, like this. Music yeah. Uh, industry, yeah. uh, board games. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is so generic in the end that it doesn't really have an identity. It's more of a mission statement as well and not really a value statement because there is no value in there. It's what they want to do, not why they want to do it. Value should have some mm. why in there as well. Uh, again, comparing this to the um, the one we talked about from uh, Starbucks, that was a very to-the-point one. This one is, yeah, too generic, to be honest. So can we improve on this? I mean, I think we absolutely can. Um, but... Uh, I mean, for me, and you, you kind of touched on this at the start, um, sort of my, my, my alternative is a modern day B-movie studio. <laughs> I got one that's similar. Mm. You may think that this new thing is a fun movie, but isn't this 50-year-old movie even better? There's so much old crap on those things. I mean, one of the one of the things about these streaming services, though, is that like you sign up for um, you sign up for them, and you sort of expect an endless library. But a, it's not that endless um, because licensing deals mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, and B, like licenses and stuff like that move around a lot. And that's why stuff comes on platforms and rolls off of platforms as well. So all of that endless crap that's there is probably the stuff that uh, either they've got long licenses for and uh, don't need to worry about it rolling off anytime soon or hey, that, that endless old crap could be gone soon, so maybe you better go and watch it. Yeah, that was my main problem with these streaming things. If I pay for this thing, I would assume them to have everything. But even with, the, I mean, I think The Expanse is an example of that, where the first two ep- uh, seasons were uh, produced by the Sci-Fi Channel, and then Amazon took over. And of course, the Amazon seasons are only available on Amazon Prime. And the previous ones, as far as I know, aren't. So if you want to see the whole end-to-end series, you need to have two subscriptions for a single series. It's horrible. And I think it was... Uh, I think it was available originally. The full was on both, because I think I, this is one of those things that cut over mm-hmm. over a certain period of time. Anyway, yeah. <sighs> then you have things like HBO... No, HBO, it was CBS All Access that started a streaming service with a single uh, Star Trek series Mm -hmm. and nothing else. I think they're closed down by now. I have no idea because it never came to Europe either. No, I I think something did, it merged with something and then relaunched under a different brand or... Probably under Disney because Disney had everything. Anyway, my my second one here is, and that's the reason that I don't pay for, uh, for streaming services like that, and it's mostly because of what we just talked about. For Netflix, it would be, why pay once for the Blu-ray if you can pay every single time you watch it? 
Because I'm the idiot that still buys Blu-ray discs and then rips them and puts them on my Kodi server so I can... Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no problems paying for good movies, but yesterday I rewatched The Martian. Mm-hmm. Again, because I could. It's there. I mm-hmm. haven't seen it for like five, six years. I have no idea. And I had a fun time watching it again. Mm-hmm. At the moment, if I had a streaming service, I have no idea which streaming service has it. And I probably would have to start a subscription somewhere to, to be able to see it again. And I don't, I hate that. Once I pay for yeah. it, I expect it to be mine. Yeah. I also have a still steadily growing Blu-ray library that I'm very happy with. Yeah. It's a bit annoying because I have boxes in the attics full of discs now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there is that, but... Maybe and I do that. like the fact that if you have a Blu-ray, some companies actually have a code in there, you can download a version, you don't have to rip it yourself, which is a lot easier, because ripping takes yeah. a lot of time. I was very, very distraught when um, the service that offers that shut down, and um, basically all of those codes became invalid oh, yeah. overnight. You had to download it the moment you got the Blu-ray, don't... don't yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but then again, it's more expensive for me because having all those uh, Blu-ray uh, rips or f- digital versions of those movies on my file server here, well, that file server is not cheap. I have like eighty terabytes of data in there now, mm-hmm. and that's uh, also running day in day out. So yeah, I'm still paying for my own streaming service, I guess. But at least I'm in control. God, I yeah. sound like Apple now. <laughs> All right. Well, I think have you got any more on the no, That's it. All right. Well, let's let's move on to the final one. And which, we kept the, uh, kept the best for last, right? The company that everybody loves, nobody disagrees with and has no opinion whatsoever. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is the the pinnacle of of companies that everyone loves. And uh if you're if you're watching on YouTube, then you can already see who we're talking about, but if you're listening, <laughs> See if you can guess who this might be. So uh, their their kind of phrase of choice is to hate help people. <laughs> like your version better. <laughs> to hate people, yeah. Just to hate people. That's what we do. No, to help people see data in new ways, discover insights, unlock endless possibilities. Ah, sounds like a philanthropic thing. I mean, this is the Bill Gates Gates Foundation or something like that. Yeah, it must be. It must be some sort of really, like, highly ethical, like, innovative, like, very socially aware, uh, like, data-driven tech organization. Must be open source, right? No other way. Uh, not so much, no, not, not typically, although there's a bit of OSS there, as we all no doubt touch on at some point. The company is Oracle. Ah, oh, dear me. Where do we start with this? Oh, man. I mean, we're already like 40 minutes in this episode. Let's uh, go for another 40 minutes. <laughs> Let's not. Okay, I mean, the first part I like to help people see data. I mean, in the core, they're a database organization. They help people see data because they store data and people can query data. In new ways, uh, I haven't seen innovation at Oracle in the last lifetime. And I'm old. I mean, mean, let's let's just talk about that a little bit. Like Oracle is famous in, or even infamous in the industry for 
it's not a company really that innovates. It's a company that acquires, absorbs, you know, Borg style, um, you know, various different things, and then re over the next however long it takes them to integrate them, rebrands them, and integrates them into one or one of their many many silos, and then this is ours now, and whatever you used to use has been fundamentally broken <laughs> during its integration. But that's how it works now. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's how they work. And they've, they've done a very good job at that. I mean, it's a big, huge company. They make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to say if it's ethical what they do or not. But again, it's a company. They're in the business of doing business to do business to earn money. So again, we can't begrudge them that. But then having a mission statement this positive... It's just, it it's, doesn't, it breaks my brain. It's not it even just sarcasm anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't at all even vaguely align with my kind of worldview of, of how I see Oracle. But then right. I, I'm also very heavily predisposed to be against them. Like uh, that's my, almost every single interaction I've had with the organization has been, let's say, less than positive. Yeah, but on the other hand, they do unlock endless possibilities to charge people more money. Is is are they are they unlocking endless possibilities of adding zeros to your licensing bill? Uh, yes, and without a decimal point. Okay. Okay. Good. I mean, that's too complicated. <laughs> Oracle databases don't work with decimal points. Oh dear. All right. Let's 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 skip the rest of this. Let's just get straight to the fun bit because this is just painful. Um what are you what are your alternatives for Oracle uh, then? See, I had two in the can. Um okay. We don't care what you buy or what you'll do with it, but you will pay double. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And that's double this year, but you'll probably pay triple next year that's innovative so just bear that in mind yeah um all right so my, my first one is um whatever you thought was bad in terms of a software user experience this is worse <laughs> <laughs> wait they're best at being the worst so that's good yeah yeah i i <laughs> probably uh, a good 10 years ago now um the expenses system that I had to use at a particular open source company was Oracle based. And you had to, when you were entering, entering something in a field, so you know, putting a, a price in and then you'd put a, you know, whoever the, the company was that you bought the thing off of and a date or something like that. After you put each of those items in, the entire page had to reload. So you put the date in of your expense, and then the entire page reloaded. And it reloaded very, very slowly, taking about somewhere between 5 and 10 seconds. Then you would put the amount that you'd spent, and then the entire page would reload, and then you would put the location, and then the entire page would reload. And then you would put the reason for your expense and the entire page would reload. And then you'd have to click a button to add a new, the next line to your expense claim. Like this, 
And this was a flagship Oracle product. I mean, it was came in through acquisition, obviously, like all of their software does, apart from uh, the, or, the original Oracle database. But it was such a miserable experience, and it made doing expenses something that literally took hours and hours and hours. Did they charge per page reload? Maybe, <laughs> maybe that was it. Maybe it was maybe it was done on CPU cores, and therefore. Every time you had to reload, it had to like recreate the page and send it out. Therefore, better. Yeah, it could be. Okay, my next one. Mm -hmm. Our finance and collecting department is the best in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So to wrap this up, uh, and this is very, very similar. Or wrap, wrap it up from my perspective. Then um, this is very similar to your first one. Um, Larry needs a new boat. Up the prices by 50%. <laughs> uh, take us home. Take us home. Yeah, my last one. I mean, I'm not sure if it's true, but this seems so similar. We're so glad SAP exists. We may not be the worst company in the world anymore. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. But let's not talk about SAP in detail because that'll take another 20 minutes. Yeah. I, I can't remember whether we looked up the SAP values and they were so boring that we just didn't uh, didn't even list them. But we're not going to look now. We're not going to look now, Jan. Late. No. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, while Jan looks this up, that's all the time we have for today. You can support the podcast by becoming a Patreon. Every contribution really does help. We're on YouTube. You can like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, do all the YouTube things. You can also go to roaringelephant.org for a link to our Patreon page and for more information about the podcast. Follow us on Twitter, maybe, using the at Elephant tag, if that still exists. And send your feedback, if you have any, to podcast at roaringelephant.org. Until next time, my name is, I think we're finally done with this bit, Dave. And my name is, I never listened to Dave, so the SAP vision statement is our vision is to help the world run better and improve people's lives. And I really can't say anything more than that. And we look forward to talking to you next week. When we'll be talking about our own values. Do we have values? Very lovely. <laughs> See you then. <laughs>